behind. That matters. So okay. I better pause it for 10 seconds. I'm sorry, audience. I hate sorry, when this audience. happens. We hate, we hate when this happens. You know, you know what? I, I don't know who's who's in sync. You want to start from the beginning? No. Mike. <laughs> that's you to watch this movie again? Privately, not in front of the audience. No, audience. We're not fucking you up that bad. Okay, <laughs> so I will pause, and I want you to tell me when we get to 1025, 10.30. You want to do that? Uh, yeah, okay. I will tell you when I get to 10.30. Uh, we already know what okay, the scene is. He's telling he's, me. He's Watch it. Tell me when it's 10 30. All right. Six, seven, 28, 29, 30. Boom. We're in sync. We're in sync. Okay. So that's Mr. Small. He solved the mystery. And now Mr. Small won't shut the fuck up, right? Isn't that always with our mental patients? Okay. So he, his real name is Small. Yeah. Now, is that as opposed to giant? They might be giants. Oh, God. Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. You're absolutely right. Oh, but but not... Okay, he's in his laboratory now. Yeah, and this is one thing I don't understand. Like, one of the great things about this movie that I love is that it is the early 70s New York City, which, you know, I lived in the New York City as a kid. That's great. Yeah. I actually I... did not know that, and I've known you a trillion years. So you lived in, in Manhattan with lived... your parents until you moved to Montclair? Uh, moved to Bergen County to to Fairlawn. Fairlawn, boy, I'm learning so much about Mike. You, you were didn't know I Bergen. I grew up in the Radburn community of Fairlawn. Uh huh. Yeah, and then we moved to. <laughs> How was your lawn there? Fair. It was fair. It was fair. Now here's Rue. She's going to be get, leaving the movie soon, but so this is the last oh. time we get to really enjoy it. Uh, and you can see Blevins is just, he just wants the money. So he's just kind of pushing through. He, so yeah, New York city, he keeps a fucking Bunsen burner going. I don't get it. Like don't, wasn't there like a triangle fire once in New York city? Well, Didn't yeah, they learn their I lessons? This is a movie in real life. That could not happen. Oh, yeah. they have dry ice. Right. And then it's never explained what the fuck he's doing. And I never read Sherlock Holmes. No, I saw him looking at the ransom. Demand. Oh, right. He was checking the fibers of it. He's Is he going to try to break that case? Who's yeah. the. Okay. No, I have to give you a heads up, Carl. You ever watch like a Charlie's Angels and they're guessing clues randomly? They're like, randomly, flandomly, film flam. Let's go. <laughs> the writer was being lazy that day. Well, he, this writer is being clever, but okay, it's 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 basically they're both nuts and they're both gonna connect and they both fall in love. And He's like, little... this is a fine Merlot. Wait, who's gonna <laughs> fall in love? What? They're they're gonna Watson and Holmes are gonna connect yeah. and fall in love. Yeah, uh -huh. interesting. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that was my favorite album she was holding, Flipper. Okay. She's got her composition book because she's still in school. It's 1971 New York City. What else are you write in? Look how young Golden Girls is. Yeah, Golden Girl is super young. And Joanne Woodward, who I know as the old lady, she's still alive. Yeah. Newman passed really? away in 08. And uh, Married to she Bob. was in a bunch of movies. I have to say, like, Anthony Harvey, the director, I like him. He's probably best known for his previous film, which was The Lion in Winter, which is about Love the 1200s. It's about it's Henry II. Anthony. Harvey. It's in the title Harvey. of the YouTube video we're watching. Harvey? 
Lion in Winter was great. It was like um, Game of Thrones in one afternoon. So, yeah, that has Catherine Hepburn. It had Peter O'Toole. Yeah. And, uh, Terrific. Well, you know, I never seen the, the movie about Henry II, but I have seen the sequel. i seen the first movie, Henry, and then i seen the prequel, O Henry. Oh, Henry? I, I spent an hour on that. Just kidding. That's the prequel to Henry, and then the sequel is Henry II. So Golden Girl really does like Brother. She's just like, she, I think like she's just so funny about it. Like she just, she's in on the joke of this whole thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the marriage and him and Bevan and what Bevan wants to do and how what a fresh air like the, the brother is. All right. So no, I'm not saying they are, but they might be giants. Oh, so he's got a violin. He's got everything Sherlock Holmes. Except for the heroin. Yeah. So here he is. He's going to do it. Oh, don't, was, don't let it start. Cocaine, this is the worst heroin. part. What's that? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, don't don't let it start. This is the worst part. To believe for all the world that you're my precious little girl. So don't, don't, don't let it start. I got a wee heart. They might be giants. That song. Okay, uh -huh. the only one I really know is Constantinople. Oh, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Is you know another song. Here I come, Constantinople. Is that one? Or is it? Yeah. That one? Oh, nobody knows but the Turks. Okay. Istanbul. Not I think you might be singing a... a... Yeah, there is another Constantinople There's another song, one. The residents but... covered that one. I, see, I saw They Might Be Giants in 87. How, how At the Village Gate. How about that? Perfect. Huh? Perfect. That's the perfect setting in the perfect year to it was see the first They album. Might Be Giants. It was all backup tapes. There was no live band. Really? Yeah. They did Rabbit it down, hammer it. And when they sang Anna Nin, Anna Nin, what I would have with you. You know that song? No. All the hipsters, all the late 80s hipsters in New York City got on the dance floor and danced to that little tune and then got off. <laughs> Oh, you know another day might be giant song. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Come inside, it's fun inside. You ever watch that fucking show? Your kids are older. That sounds so familiar. Come inside, it's fun inside. Yeah, I it's do know Mickey that. Ma That's they might be giants. Fucking cashing a huge check off of that one. Okay. There was did, life after the eighties. They also did the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle. They might be giants. <laughs> really? They were well, out there, but under the radar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're pretty pro. You know, one of the smart things they did was they started doing children's albums about science and stuff like that. Science mm -hmm. is Real is one of their songs. So, you know, uh, my kid did grow up on them. So that's nice. Well, getting I back like to this. Movie. Scott, because... Uh, just a few years from now, he'll start to seriously gain weight and look seriously old. You know what I mean? He'll start losing his uh, ability to be a leading man. Um, yeah, you know, he uh, he just, the last year was Patton, P-A-T-T-O-N. Wow. General I don't know. If he won an Oscar. Him, yeah. He, he, he declined the Oscar. He did this two years before Marlon Brando's stunt. There's he the Daily News. the Oscar? Yeah. He won, he, he was, first off, he was in the Marines in 45. He joined, okay. uh, when the bomb dropped, he didn't go out of service, but he was in the Marines for like four years. So he obviously knows a little about war, especially World War II. So he, he played Patton. It was a huge film. 
he said he was watching a sports game or whatever, according to IMDb. All, all my research is all allmovies.com, okay. IMDb, Wiki. I did I just did a basic run. No problem. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he did uh so his he was Richard the Third uh in right. New York City, and that led to an anatomy of a murder, the hustler. Remember that movie? Uh yes. something called The List of Adrian Messenger with uh, John Houston, Dr. Strangelove in sixty-four. Yes, uh, of course. Man, Patton, where he refused it. He also revised no, but Patton. Why did he refuse it? I don't know if it was a war thing or he just was probably drunk. He was a notorious drunk. Okay. This movie, he was a notorious drunk during this time period, and he would belittle people. And allegedly, I'll, I'll give him some respect, but uh, uh, yeah, his trivia is like women saying how hard it was working with George. Uh-huh. Like, why is this listed as trivia? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Know, hardcore. It's hardly movie. trivial. He was in a movie called Hardcore when his daughter was doing porn movies. And that was, was his movie. daughter. My daughter, not my daughter. Okay, well, no, no, no. Okay, his care. I saw the film, of course. His yeah. characters. It wasn't his real daughter as an actress. Uh, no, according to IMDb. Okay. okay. And then uh, he's probably best known for A Christmas Carol, that awful version from the 80s that shows you know, up there. I disagree with that. He's best known for it because there's so much more he's done. But he's yeah, done so that much. was a big one. He did a great movie called Movie Movie. And I absolutely yeah, recommend it. Yeah, Movie Movie. Where he, it was like two 1930s films, like George Burns introduced, like, actually a double feature. And it's this like hilarious parody of a boxer movie. And he plays like the great Zigfield in the second film. I'm going to see both... that because I forget it. Yeah, no, I love that movie. I just saw it again. And uh, he's so fun. Like, he's a very funny actor. I mean, obviously, Strange Love. Look, here he is. He's playing the violin. And he's doing it terribly. Will you knock it off with that violin? Oh, that's funny. He's doing it bad because Sherlock Holmes was great. See how he just threw it? Well, no, no, now he's going to try to shoot heroin, and he puts it in his drink. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Mike, I don't know that it's heroin. I think it's cocaine. I think that Sherlock Holmes, at least in the ones I read, yeah, was I doing right. cocaine in the a 7% solution. <laughs> there were other versions, you know, like the 7% solution kind of played up his drug addiction. The Secret Life of Sherlock Holmes, the Billy Wilder movie. It, you know, he's a public domain character below. But what annoys me about this film, it doesn't annoy me. This is a very arty. So The Lion in Winter was written by the same guy who wrote the play and the screenplay to this. Uh-huh. So the same director and the same writer yeah. came out with this. And this was a bomb. Okay. And whatever. They, they both moved on, obviously. Have you seen uh, Lion in Winter? No. I Mike, let's – okay, stop what you're right. doing. Go see Lion in Winter. This film, you will love it. Well, I love Peter O'Toole. And, you know, I love Catherine Hepburn. Absolutely. And this director worked with Catherine Hepburn in two other movies, uh, including the weird Nick Nolte film from the 80s, Miss Quigley or Karen Quigley. I forgot what it's called. Oh, I didn't see it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it has. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember in the New York Times, there was that guy, Al Hirschfield, who would draw somebody and he would put his daughter's name nina in the picture no but okay well the sunday new york times <laughs> arts and leisure section so he did the movie poster in the 80s for this this kathleen quigby movie um what's it called i don't know god that's so weird i don't have it oh yeah grace quigley quigley and it's like a hitman and an old lady uh and he also did the glass menagerie with yeah Catherine. i remember that 
Do you remember Joanne Woodward was also in the Glass Menagerie, directed by Paul Newman? They okay. did their own version. I, I don't remember that, but is he is she giving him a prescription? No, no. Oh. So, but she is trying to psychoanalyze. She's sincerely trying to be a doctor with her, but he's like, uh, he's like, the game is afoot, Watson. <laughs> Let's go. And now we get to the. So, fun what is part the mystery they're trying to solve? Is it the who's blackmailing the brother? Well, you know, it all leads to Doctor Moriarty. Like, part of the reason why he's Sherlock Holmes is that Sherlock Holmes had a famous adversary, and he, you know, he's he's kind of suffering through pain. You know, it's that old canard about the dead wife, and uh, fortunately, he has this puppy. Carl, have you seen this puppy? Okay, no. This puppy represents the dead wife. I don't want to go there. Terrible film. Terrible film. It should have ended in Act One, first film. He should have fucked up that Russian son, and then the his <laughs> revenge was over. The movie was done. John Wick will end after Chapter Five is over. Okay. Five chapters. I wish John Wick would be a little John Quick about things because now let's look for Baby Spiegelman in this in this beautiful look how idea. Now New York City looks so great. You see that antiche case he had? Yeah. With his old style hat, like the forties was just yesterday. Well, it's the deerstalker. Oh, oh, you mean the guy sweeping the ground? Yeah. No, uh, the, there was a guy walking past, and he had one of those hats you saw as a kid, and that antiche case that. Heavy black. He's a businessman. We're on a bus. This is not 38 Geary. We're in Manhattan. Not 38 Geary. And there's, Great of course, quality. the old man. Now, here's something strange. It's like he's just going to find, like, it's unfortunate. You know, it's like a Jerry Lewis movie. He kind of drives the plot. So, whatever okay. he discovers, whether it's that woman in the fur coat, yeah, he's going to. He's going to say, aha, this is connected because this is connected because this is connected. So it's a beef I have with the movie that, you know, it's it, it's very clear. Oh, she's, she's going to give like he's he's given her like, don't feel inferior. Right. You're saying you're adequate. Uh, I'm adequate. Oh, Mr. Playfair. Oh, Justin, I can't say it. So Call she's me playing hoes. along with his fantasy rather than trying to find out. Yeah, about the puppy and the dead wife, and you know, my mom was a my late mom was a therapist, and the rule number one is you do not have a personal relationship with your clients. Absolutely, you would never fall in love. This is not okay. Prince of Tides. Look at this. There's my brownstone building. Ah, you, you know, look look how like, everything looks like a piece of shit. You own a fucking brownstone building, and you can't even like. Whoa, where did you get it well, he things might get a little a footy. So here's a gun. The game will get footier. <laughs> the game's a foot. <laughs> It'll get footier. Look at this. Look at this dumpy little beautiful billion dollar place. So he's pretending to sneak. Right? You don't have to be quiet on the cement. There's another scene where she calls him out. Like, why are you sneaking in broad daylight? Like, they're going to go to a play. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, there's Kimmy Schmidt's uh, apartment. I don't know. Like, this movie doesn't... Yeah, she lived in, like, a little side, like, the gate there. Ah, would you look? It's Joni Mitchell's flat in 19... Oh, okay, so Moriarty is trying to reach him. And now where would he reach him but the phone company? 
we're gonna take a really weird detour and this what? is like because he would use the phone to call him yeah uh, carl like no, he just he, it's quirky everything's fucking quirky in this movie i mean you think they might be giants is quirky you should see they might be giants <laughs> Hammer down. If you see the rabbit child, say hammer down for me, the rabbit child. I just don't know these songs. All hammer I down. know is ambulance into something. Constantinople. They had some like serious songs. I don't like you and your racist friend. Right? It wasn't all just puff. I don't like you and your racist friend. <laughs> okay. All right, so he's going to go into the phone company, and this is a very play-like scene. Basically, it shows you the bureaucracy and the thing of uh, the phone company. So this young lady is saying, you got to help me. My friend says he took a bunch of pills, and she's going to go die. And the operator is saying, listen, I can't talk to you in person. I Like I told you over the phone, I can only give information over the phone. And That's then funny. She's going to say, well, what am I supposed to do? She says, well, there's a phone right there behind you. So she's going to call on the payphone, and the operator is going to pick up the call. And she said, "Yeah, I can't give you this information." And he's watching this. This is just when he walked in. This is what I'm saying. Like, I went to IMDb and to the user reviews, and there's a hundred of them, a hundred reviews. Ninety-nine says they love this movie, and one says, "What's up with the other 99? Okay, and you're in the "What's up" camp. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say "What's up." I like the director, and I like the, the the writing, and I I like, you know, it didn't really click with me, but I like it. But yeah, now overall, is that Lois Lane? Uh, is that? Um, uh, don't you think it's ironic that she's in? She's like Superman's waiting for that phone booth. She's talking. No, there's the actress nowadays who plays Lois Lane. I see her in that. Oh movie. yeah, what's it? What's her name? Amy, uh, Amy Adams. Yeah. Now she's saying, like, you know, I don't have it, and we're sorry. Like a change? No, not change. Like, I don't have his number, like, his address, and we don't give addresses over the phone. Well, I'm here in person. Well, we don't give information in person. It's a catch-22, Carl. Okay, yeah. Or what? Which you've never seen incorrectly. You need to see that, and you need to read the book. I know. I need to read the book. You're not the first person in my life who told me that. Now, look. What does the phone company think? She's crying. She's crying. You're showing empathy. Uh-huh. I am showing empathy. This is, I'm not a real character. I really like this actress, and uh, I didn't do any research on her, and I apologize, because I figured she's probably more, there's a lot of interesting New York City actors in this film. And just we're going to see. in there, and it's too much to research. Okay, so what did he just give to her? The The address book. Okay, so he has just walked into a situation. Yes, Carl. And resolved it. Now here's another He's New York so City good. actor who I didn't research. He's What's got going? A crossword. Right, and you're not the only one who noticed that. Oh, a crossword playing, huh? Well, oh, so he's. This looks like um, J.R. Ewing. This looks like I Dream a Genie guy. Oh, I know who you're talking about. We buddy, saw right? the blob. Oh, uh, Larry Hagman. Hagman, yeah, yeah. I I actually think he looks like somebody else. Well, he kind of looks like Rick Overton right here. Why does he have a gun? Like you're not allowed in here. Oh, no, Sherlock Holmes said to Watson, we have our gun. He goes, he has a gun. And he says, hey, I see you like crossword puzzles. Obviously, he has a pencil behind the ear. Do you like British cryptic crosswords? Yeah, that's where half the clue is a direct definition. The other is a reference to a gameplay. Oh, he grabbed the gun. Now, he, he can't like steal that man's gun. 
It looks like Joe Flacco. Oh, she's saying, hey, uh, call the cops. I don't know the number. And I'm too embarrassed to call information myself. That's the joke. <laughs> so wait, he, that, that security guard is in a whole mess of trouble now. If you lost your revolver, that guy yeah. is fired. Well, on the other hand, he got a cryptic crossword. And there's going to be another uh, cop. Like these actors. I just want to say, as a psychiatrist, she is being so irresponsible now, allowing his fantasy to lead her. She is not the doctor right now. She is. Well, we're going to see that. We're going to see a more personal side of Mildred. She drinks a lot in this movie. She's like a classic drunk. Her New York City apartment, Carl, is great. Like I do love, I love everything about this movie, about the, the environment. But she does have a bottle of bourbon and a glass by her uh, nightstand on her so nightstand. So why are you in the I don't like this movie camp? Because one, I'm kind of tired of watching, you know, a wife die and then the guy has to deal with it type of thing. Okay. Also, I think like he's going to give a speech in the cab and I'll play the volume, which kind of defines it. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking, quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. And it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit? thing called it's joke workshop joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radius so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And I started to do some thinking. really good time. Flat black plastic and big splits and cruising. Saturday ninety two. On the freeway. I am a Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff, talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N 
O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check him out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how Contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow Presents... Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only, September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at darksideofthecircus.brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. 
bow and arrow. We'll see you soon on the dark side of the moon. Yeah.